Welcome to the Awesomers.com podcast. If you love to learn, and if you're motivated to expand your mind, and heck, if you desire to break through those traditional paradigms and find your own version of success, you are in the right place. Awesomers around the world are on a journey to improve their lives and the lives of those around them. We believe in paying it forward, and we fundamentally try to live up to the great Zig Ziglar quote, where he said, you can have everything in your life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. It doesn't matter where you came from, it only matters where you're going. My name is Steve Simonson, and I hope you will join me on this awesomer journey. If you're launching a new product manufactured in China, you will need professional, high-resolution, Amazon-ready photographs. Because Simo Global has a team of professionals in China, you will oftentimes receive your listings photographs before your product even leaves the country. This streamlined process will save you the time, money, and energy needed to concentrate on marketing and other creative content strategies before your item is in stock and ready for sale. Visit simoglobal.com to learn more, because a picture should be worth 1,000 keywords. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. You are listening to episode number 121 of the Awesomers.com podcast series. And our tradition now well established, all you need to do is run over to Awesomers.com slash 121 to find today's show notes, details, and any relevant links. Uh, including, by the way, links to uh, Troy's company with a special discount. Now, Troy Johnston is my special guest today, and he is joining us on this part one of a three-part series. And we're talking about his entrepreneurial journey and his origin story. And as always, I find somebody so qualified and somebody so brilliant, the beginnings of their story and, and how it all came together to be so interesting. You know, where somebody comes from and, you know, how they came up and all of those types of details are very interesting to me. And I, I hope that you find them interesting as well. His story is very unique in many ways, and you'll find some twists and turns in there. Uh, but there's also parts you can identify with as, as you go. And this is, uh, you know, to me, the most enlightening part of being an entrepreneur is it doesn't matter where you came from. It only matters where you're going, as I like to say at the top of the show. And this is a great example of that episode. So this is part one of that three-part series. Let's jump into it right now. Hey, everybody. It's me, Steve Simonson. I'm back again with another Osmers.com podcast. And today, my special guest is Troy Johnston. Troy, how are you? Doing great, Steve. I'm glad to have you on today. Now, Troy, um, I've already read in kind of a, a bit of a bio and a little background about you. And so people have that high-level understanding. But tell us in your own words where you live today and what takes up your time day-to-day as well, please. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I'm in uh, sunny central Florida. Uh, we're dealing with uh, mid 60s well I, low, low 70s so we're cold here in central florida this time of year oh, um, crime yeah i know it's a tough life um <laughs> mid 60s and 70s so uh just as a contrast for those uh, keeping score at home i'm in seattle and yesterday i was well, i took off the no jacket it was like 60 degrees and sunny and i was like this is the dream man i'm living the dream and down in florida they're like getting the jackets and bringing the kids inside probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, taking the taking the uh, long sleeve shirts out of the containers that are they're stowed away the other ninety percent of the year. <laughs> oh, I love it. The, the heavy artillery down there in Florida is long sleeve shirts. Everybody yeah. <laughs> notice he didn't say jackets. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, well, I do. I do love the weather down there, um, and it is such a contrast to you know living in the Pacific Northwest, which is kind of overcast and rainy. Especially, we're about to head in the winter. It's going to get cool, uh, not not like Michigan and North Dakota kind of cool, 
but uh, definitely cooler. And of course, I find a bit of irony even dripping out of my own words as I was just kind of uh, kidding you about 60 and 70 degrees as being cool. The people in Michigan and North Dakota, when I go, oh, it gets down to, you know, in the 40s, uh, you know, during the day here, you know, they would be like, ah, oh, 40s, that's talking about negative 40 here in Michigan <laughs> and North Dakota. So it's all relative. Oh, yeah. So, Troy, let me ask you this. Um, uh, beyond the weather, what, what did you say was taking up your time day to day? What are you spending your time professionally on? Yeah. So uh, my main focus right now is on the software platform uh, that I co-founded, Seller.Tools. And so we're spending a lot of time, um, having been an Amazon brand owner, um, it's a whole different ball of wax than the SaaS uh, side of things. There's uh, continuity, there's loyalty, there's uh, such a different value exchange. So we, we consistently um, you know, obsess over how to, uh, how to learn those nuances and address them in, in our offering. And um, we also offer a loan service, so then that's also more transactional. So that kind of harkens back to more of the Amazon brand. So there's all these really fun nuances and it takes up all my, all my time, but they're such fun challenges to try to figure out how to, how to really cut through and add value to, to customers. Well, I could certainly, uh, I can understand the contrast, but help, uh, help our, our listeners kind of dive in. So th there's the transactional side, which you talked about with your launch service, and we'll probably get into that uh, later on, um, which is more of a, you know, hey, if you're interested in this, you can use it and then you carry on with your life. Um, whereas your your regular subscription-based service is all about trying to get somebody to have that continuity and that, as you call it, the value delivery, right? If if you don't deliver value continuously, they're not going to send you money continuously. So how does that differ from a typical Amazon seller? Yeah, I think, you know, I think on the face of it, the biggest differences are going to be where on our platform through seller.tools, there is... The elevator pitch is, a, uh, it takes about 10 minutes of your time because you're talking about a dozen different features that interplay and offer synergy and give you insight and they do so many things. And so inherently there's an education element there to make sure when somebody gets access, that onboarding is seamless. They get the true, uh, they get the full value prop with the immediacy of their access. But then also with that access running months and months and years, you know, customers that have been with us for uh, for years is making sure that there is continued value, whether that's new features, whether that's addressing feedback and that's showing up in platform. And so that definitely flies in the face of what you often see on Amazon, where I need immediate utility. I have a very specific need. There's a transaction that takes place. And if you're lucky, if you really do, uh, if you go uh, that extra mile as an Amazon brand, sometimes you can kind of mitigate that, that transactional element. Um, and then, so with our launch service, it really, uh, and again, this is something we obsess over is how, how we make sure, yes, it's, it's a, it's a ranking, uh, tool. So it's one box to check. Am I visible all of a sudden? Cool. Uh, then our launch, launch service is working for you, but we want people coming back. We want more products. We want different keywords. And, you know, obviously there has to be that mutual benefit there, but it, it, it in that landscape has a little bit more, um, I think it resonates more with the Amazon brand owner. So uh, for us, it, it gets to be fun, though, because that lets us shift gears. It's like, okay, well, cool. Like our platform is going to give you, uh, you know, A to Z solutions. But then maybe if you have that one very specific need, the launch service can serve for, serve that. Um, and then like now we're thinking about monthly subscriptions and package. We're, we're sort of putting, creating a mold in which um, loyalty is baked in. Yes, I've got great results one time. Well, how do we do that a dozen times and make you feel compelled to continue that relationship? 
Right. I, I love that idea of systemic thinking and bringing solutions in a systemic way, right? Because once something works, and this is uh, kind of borne out with your experience in e-commerce, once it works and you understand how it goes, then you should do the same thing over and over again, whether it's a new keyword or a new product or what have you. That is great systemic thinking. And and fundamentally, your your platform is all about bringing systems to all of these different uh, things that you guys are involved in, uh, you know, keyword and management and relevance and so on and so forth, which again, we'll, we'll probably dive into. So kudos on you guys uh, for bringing that in. And your partner, uh, Brendan Morris has been uh, a big part of that uh, enterprise as well. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. You guys are uh, definitely, uh, I think leading the way when it comes to, you know, bringing really salient information and, um, and I think actionable deliverable uh, information. So there, there's kind of data, that's one side of it, right? Where you collect a bunch of numbers and bits and bytes, and then mm -hmm. you take that, they take that data, turn it into information. And that's kind of the paradigm that is often missing. Uh, often entrepreneurs get overwhelmed with data, but they don't really get the information they need. Have you guys found that parsing it out to be a, a key to your business? Yeah. Yeah. And it can sometimes be a bit of a balancing act because the, the sellers that have uh, sort of reset advanced level. Sometimes they love the data, like give them the raw data because they want to extrapolate the insights and, and they want to, you know, inform, synthesize that data and, and make actionable decisions on it. But then you have, you know, beginner and intermediate sellers that they want it somewhat packaged. They want to know, okay, what does this mean? What's my next step? And so uh, I think for us, it's been interesting to try to figure out how to shift gears and not marginalize any, any one seller. Cause you know, it, serves all of us if, I, if we can cater to all FBA sellers. Um, and so I think for us, it's been interesting to figure out how that shows up in our marketing and our messaging and our content. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it can, like I said, it can be kind of the balancing act. Sometimes we feel like, oh, are we, are we given too much just raw data? Or, you know, do we need to package this in such a way? You know, we're doing that now with a brand new feature where we're thinking, okay, how do we present this to where the, the marginalized folks, because that's, so somewhat baked into the cake. There's going to be folks that you're just not going to be able to speak to if you're doing something, whether it's innovative, whether it's totally different. You, you almost, you, you can't, at a certain point, planning is guessing. And so you can't account for those marginal folks. So for us, uh, sometimes we like to play in our own sandbox and think, okay, well, what do we want? You know, uh, what, what's going to be something that benefits us and then back it out from there. Um, but like I said, I think that this is where in the SaaS space, it's such a, it's such a fun thing to do. I mean, to be able to, to play around in this stuff is just, it's cool. It's really it fun. Cool. Yeah, it is fun. And, you know, I like the idea that you guys are approaching kind of the, the learning and the challenges as you go. It's just, hey, this is fun and we got to just figure it out. And, the, you know, you talked about uh, this or you said the phrase something like, you know, planning is guessing in many ways at, at this stage. And that's quite right. Well, it, it's often just about what kind of guesses we make. And the instincts could be based, again, on what you need as an individual uh, seller yourself and all of your experience and that may or may not be relevant to the majority of your customers but you never really kind of know until you give it a go and try it out so uh, let me ask you this uh, Troy because I like to get to the heart of your origin story uh, where where were you born where, where did you come from yeah so I was actually born in Japan in an air force base in Japan so How about that uh, air force kid yeah <laughs> yeah I was an army brat myself so um, I, I guess that's a pretty good clue as to what your, uh, I'm going to guess your dad was in the air force. Yep. Yep. Actually both my wife, my, uh, my dad and my mom were, um, my mom got out a little bit earlier, but she was, um, 
she's a small petite lady and she was driving trucks. And so uh, funny to look back on the pictures of that. My dad stayed in for the full, full 20 years. Wow. Okay, cool. So uh, how about any siblings? Did you have uh, brothers, sisters? One sister. Okay. And uh, beyond the military experience, have your parents or your, your sister shown any kind of entrepreneurial bend to them? Um, probably you could say probably the po polar opposite. Um, <laughs> I come from a pretty conservative uh, family. So when I started going down this path of really trying to uh, accept a measure of risk, kind of kind of dabble, look at things from a unique perspective, um, it was a, you know, it was kind of a paradigm shift from what I think I was accustomed to as well as my, my family. And so um, I think what benefited me in, in having that upbringing is the skill set that I bring as an entrepreneur, because I do tend to be somewhat risk averse, but I tend to gravitate towards, um, this is where a partnership with, uh, with Brennan is great because, you know, um, the, the way that I've tried to, to sort of describe this to, to people is the really great partnerships is if, of course, if you can find where there's complementary skill sets and where for me, I, if I'm honest with myself, I'm somebody who's driven by a little bit of anxiety of, okay, is something going to go wrong? How do we do this right? Let's make sure every box is checked. But if you can align with somebody who's a bit more aspirational, who's driven by a vision and a clear goals, and those, those types of relationships can create a lot of synergy. Um, you know, I think, I think back to, you know, you think of uh, jobs in Wozniak, like these, these combinations where the skill sets are totally different. But for me, I think that's where in finding great partners, and again, with what we're doing with Seller.Tools, that's really served us for me to have a little bit more of that conservative, you know, from my upbringing, um, looking, looking at things and how can we create organization and systems and processes. And then somebody else is off in left field thinking, let's do this crazy, you know, <laughs> crazy, uh, innovative idea that nobody's thought of and let's, you know, see what works. And so, um, so yeah, I think it served me uh, at the end of the day. I love it. Um, uh, particularly the, uh, perhaps even self-serving comparison to uh, Jobs and Wozniak there. Uh, but I, I really do support that point uh, uh, that, you know, when you have partnerships or even relationships of any kind where there's complementary skills, you know, it's the, the old uh, Venn diagram, right? The middle bit, there's overlap, but on the, on the sides and on the other peripheral, that's where each of you bring your own unique things. And it's, it's the folks, you know, every person who is a, a strong kind of visionary and innovation and kind of idea and high risk needs to be kind of kept on the ground with somebody who's a little more risk adverse, a little more, hey, what, what happens if this happens or what, you know, <laughs> you kind of need that. And, and people often, where they run amok or they, they get askew is when they get two, you know, vision or innovators in the same room and they're always innovating, they're always visioning and nothing gets done. Mm -hmm. Or they're, they chase too many harebrained schemes. I've certainly seen that. So, uh, again, kudos to you guys for getting that done. Now, how about, did you go to university, by the way? I did, yep. Yeah, Where here in, uh, in Florida. I went to the University of Florida. Okay, all right. And what, did you have a, a quote-unquote proper job as you came out of university? Uh, I did. I was an admissions counselor for a for-profit school. Uh, so it was kind of a sales-oriented um, type type job um, was very eye-opening, but definitely not, not anywhere I wanted to spend a long period of time. It was a good out-of-school uh, out job. Fascinating. Now, um, how did you kind of go from that admissions type of role, a sales role, into maybe your first business? So what was that journey like? Yeah. Um, I mean, really, the, the path 
took me more specifically into pro project management. Um, we spent a time, my wife and I, we met through that job. So it, it served us to, to connect us. Um, and then we did a stint out in the Midwest for about three, three and a half years. We were in Kansas City and I was working as a project coordinator and project manager for a traditional traditional, and then kind of evolving into a digital um, agency, uh, advertising agency. Gotcha. And so they actually did advertising for the types of schools that I was an admissions, admissions counselor for. So it's kind of in that industry, for-profit schools, um, very marketing intensive, very, like I said, very sales oriented. Um, but what served me there is definitely seeing a lot of the different um, approaches in terms of uh, the ad agency, uh, client management, uh, creative execution, uh, working with creatives in a project management capacity, which is always uh, always fun and interesting. Um, so that really served, served to be a, a much better foundation after after school, getting getting that first first job, you know, check that box. And then project management. And then from there, uh, when we moved back down to Florida, um, I was working as a project manager for uh, a, uh, I guess you could say a travel a marketing company, a very, very large company, Travel Click. Uh, they've got a substantial presence here in Orlando. Um, but I was doing it more on the web uh, development side. So I was project managing, project managing digital projects, um, notably websites, uh, email to a degree, bit of, bit of SEO, that type of thing. Um, but yeah, project management was just kind of the thread throughout. Um, and I think that skill set has really just helped me to, uh, manage timeline resources, cross-functional teams, you know, all those types of things to where, uh, I really try to embrace that top down thinking. And so, um, travel click during my time as a project manager, there is when the, the, you know, the buzz in my ear with, with Amazon. Um, and I was working at the time with, uh, AJ Patel, which some people may know. Uh, at Travel Click, and so he and I were always just kind of scratching the surface on new ideas and different approaches, and uh, keeping our ears to the ground. And it was just kind of serendipitous to, in, in which we kind of ended up with uh, with getting ASM in our you know on our radar, and then uh, yeah, the rest is. <laughs> the I love it. Oh, that's really great. So I I definitely appreciate the fact that you know you took a, a pretty steady approach to this idea, right? Where you're building your skills and you're, you're developing. And, you know, the fact that, you know, the project management and managing all those different types of talents from the creatives to the technicals to the whatevers uh, just shows that you're a great integrator. And that's, uh, again, something that, you know, not very many entrepreneurs have that skill, right? So the, the, that ability to kind of manage and, and really think methodically is something that, uh, I definitely appreciate and, and salute. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about some of the defining moments that, you know, really set you on the path that you're on today. And we're going to do it right after this break. Catalyst 88 was developed to help entrepreneurs achieve their short and long-term goals in e-commerce markets by utilizing the power of shared entrepreneurial wisdom. Entrepreneurship is nothing if not lessons to be learned. Learn from others. Learn from us. I guarantee that we will learn from you. Visit Catalyst88.com because your success is our success. A giddy up. Okay, everybody, let's put a pin in today's episode right here. And we'll pick up tomorrow where we left off. And we're going to get into some of those topics uh, as I described some of the defining moment in Troy's uh, origin story tomorrow because this is a part one of a three-part series. Now, Troy's already really shared some some personal insights and some of the the things that I think demonstrate his very bright business acumen and his very uh, mindfulness when it comes to how he approaches things 
even in his own words, he used the word anxiety, right? Sometimes he likes to have anxiety about what's going to go wrong and what could happen and so on and so forth. And this is a, a very interesting um, comparison to somebody maybe who is more risk uh, friendly and more risk tolerant. And that's probably why his partnership is working so well because they have that yin and yang relationship. So really great examples. And, and I hope that uh, entrepreneurs out there are taking clear notes from these uh, very successful guys. So again, this is part one of a three-part series with Troy Johnston. And we're going to pick up part two tomorrow. And this has been episode 121 of the Awesomers podcast series. Just go to awesomers.com slash 121 for today's show notes, relevant details, and even a link to Troy's company with a special discounted offer. You can save money right off the bat by using this link. It's uh, a link provided by Empowery. I have no personal affiliation or connection or financial relationship. All of the links, all of the things that I put on the Osmers podcast are for the benefit of the Empowery Nonprofit Cooperative. Uh, so we'll see you guys tomorrow. Well, we've done it again, everybody. We have another episode of the Osmers podcast ready for the world. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you've enjoyed our program today. Now's a good time to take a moment to subscribe, like, and share this podcast. Heck, you could even leave a, a review if you wanted. Awesomers around you will appreciate your help. It's only with your participation and sharing that we'll be able to achieve our goals. Our success is literally in your hands. Thank you again for joining us. We are at your service. Find out more about me, Steve Simonson, our guest, team, and all the other Awesomers involved at awesomers.com. Thank you again.